Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris, a seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back, and Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, bada, 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 bada. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. Welcome into the Hot Corner. Or it must be a Wednesday. Boy, it feels like forever for me. Welcome back. Thanks. It's nice to be back. It's only been one week, but I can understand why it feels forever. No, I think we were off the week before. Uh, yeah. You're right, because of the Ducks. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah, so here I am. Hi, everybody. You've missed some of our previews, but uh, we're going to do the NL East today, which is very exciting. I saved that for you. I chose that. You did the American League East? I did. Last week? Okay. Real quick, I like the Yankees to win the division. I like the Red Sox to take a step back because their bullpen is hot trash, and I don't expect J.D. Martinez to have a repeat year, although I do expect JBJ to have a better year. And I still like the Rays to cause problems. And we also did a very quick AL Central because that's what got skipped, and I went, Indians are better than everybody else. Yeah, and they got cargo. Holla! And I was like, they'll win like 76 games and win the division by 15 games. Got Cargo like three years too late. (laughs) I remember there was a chance that the Indians were going to trade for Cargo, and I was like, do it, do it, do it. We got him now, I guess. Michael Brantley's playing well in spring training for the Astros. Of course he is, dude. He's going to have like 120 RBIs. They have him hitting fourth in that lineup. Of course they do, dude. He's good. (laughs) He's good. He's really, really good. In fact, I really like him. It's nice to be back. We got Arizona State on the tube. We got brackets going down. That we do. Yeah, I got to do. do. I'm doing all mine tonight. I was kind of waiting until the end of this game. Um, you going to do one in our office pool here? Yes. Yes, I am. You have to make sure you put that into his box before you leave tonight because he starts it tomorrow when the games start. Well, we're not doing him online? Nope. He does them all paper. Who is he? Samantha. Oh, okay. Sales guy. Yeah. Um, Money? Yep. Hmm. How much? Uh, 20. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> now, hmm. I didn't pay him yet. I'm going to pay him tomorrow when I see him because he hasn't been in the last two days. 
I just slipped the bracket into his little folder holder. Well, I was going to do all my research tonight. I got two key categories. Well, if you come in by 9 a.m. tomorrow, which I know you're not, Woof. then you can give it in for this bracket, or you can fill one out during the show, I guess. All right, I'll think about it. Okay. I'll think about it. Anyway, so we got that. Blazers on tonight. Playing the uh, Luka Nowitzki's tonight, so that'll be cool. <laughs> that they are. That they are. When do, they, do you think we can get one year of Luka, Dirk, and Porzingis? Just one year? Yeah, we could. Because Dirk is now waffling on his retirement discussion. Well, because they got Chris Stapps. <laughs> well, I think like, also, maybe I just want to play with a Euro team. I also think Can we he, get Jason Kidd back here to hook the rock? I also think he's kind of like Ichiro, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Where he, if he retires, then what is his identity? Yeah, what does he do? If he's hanging on for this, because he's not good anymore. I mean, he's not terrible. Well, I know, but he's playing like 20 minutes a game off the bench or, or less. And is just a guy who hits shots. I mean, it's not as bad as Ichiro is. That's true. That's true. But I feel like he's trying to hang on a little too long. Can you blame the man? No, but. He goes to Mark Cuban and he's like, you know, I could ask for Kobe money. But, I, you know, I'll, I'll take three mil. <laughs> just travel around with the team. Maybe he gets Phil Jackson treatment. He doesn't have to travel. Just hangs out in Dallas. If they go on a big road trip, he'll go back to Europe for like a little vacay. Does he like live in Europe full time? Are you just saying because I'm just he's saying European? that because he's European? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, that's what I would do. Ah, nine game road stretch. Cool guys. We'll see you on the back end. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Barcelona or ba- Barcelona. I can't do it. Barcelona. Barcelona. There Barcelona. I can't do it's it. It's like correctly. a th that becomes like a sexy. Uh, yeah, but every like time Barcelona. I say bar, I want to say Barca. It's almost like a lisp, like Barth. Yeah. Barth. I like it. Yeah, I'm used to just, yeah, I've never been to Barca. It's yeah. like, what's Barca? And you're like, duh, you know, where Luis Suarez plays, duh. Duh. Best player in the world. Not Luis Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He's not even the best player on his team. No. She doesn't even go here. Uh, so I was figuring about, I was thinking about talking and talking about, trying to think about what we want to do today. And I was thinking about, it's the international break. So I was thinking we could talk some Okay. Some Okay. Euro Cup qualifiers. Okay. Kofi Kingston lost the gauntlet last night on SmackDown. That was surprising. All right, all right, all right, all right. Oakley Dokley. We got oh, okay. <laughs> we got a we got a cool show for you guys tonight. It's good to be back. We'll have Big John Sukanic in the house to next week. So that'll be fun as we preview the American League West. Talk a little predictions, kind of as the season's about to get in full swing, as opening day will be the next day, correct? Yes. Not Thursday, counting the last two days. May or May, March 28th. Yeah, so that'll be a great, those, those are can't-miss episodes. We really, really enjoy those. But for today's show, uh, we got some dude in Anaheim's making a ton of money, some dude in Philly's making a ton of money. Uh, could minor league systems be revamped? I think that's something I think is worth discussing. Uh, we will also preview the National League East at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, which is something, which is probably the division I will be watching the most this year outside of my team. So we've got that. We'll do fair or foul at 8.15. That's its new home for the season. And uh, we'll touch on some fantasy baseball. We'll get fantasy grind back in the action at 7.45. You can find us on social media. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. You can find me at PDD085 on Instagram. Our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, is on Twitter at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H-3. You can also hit us up on the Better You Today text line 55305. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. 
okay, I don't think there's any other place to start other than the greatest player in the history of the greatest player making Buku dollars. We'll go to Anaheim to start the show. That sound good, boys? You don't want to start with the Mariners? Do I really want to start with the Mariners? No, I mean, we'll get to it. <clears throat> I'm I, way I more wanna... fascinated by a center fielder in Anaheim. No, no, I want to talk about that too. I just... I, I DVR'd the game and watched it this morning, and I'm all I'm just into it because it's okay. real baseball. Okay, I'm into that. Let's so do, we can get to that at some point. Yeah, let's do that at 7.30. When we come back, we'll talk Mike Trout on 1080 The Fan. This is The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 716 here, Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. Uh, Blazers Mavs tied 9-9 with just under seven minutes to go in the first quarter. We'll try to keep you updated on that as that progresses. ASU out to a huge lead at halftime uh, over uh, St. John's. So unless they pull a... Who, what was one of the teams I'd never heard of last night that blew a lead to the other team I'd never heard of? Uh, Fairleigh Dickinson was the team that won. Based in my hometown of Teaneck, New Jersey, so and then was, and then the Prairie Dogs, they were up big and then Prairie lost. View A and M, yeah, they were up big, lost tonight. Prairie View A and M, North Dakota State was up big. Culture and mechanics. Prairie View A and M Tech. Is that Southern. the high school in like North Vancouver, <laughs> out near Orchards? Probably. They were in the tourney. Good job, guys. No, they're View Prairie. Well, they blew the game, so <laughs> well, well, you suck. <laughs> Uh, one of the biggest news is, and I know that I know the game. I know the games officially started yesterday, and we'll get to the Mariners here in about 15 minutes. But uh, the big news, big big news. I never got to talk about Bryce Harper, but something trumps that, and that is Mike Trout signs a 12-year, 430 million dollars. I did not stutter, 430 million dollar contract to stay in Anaheim for basically the rest of his career, and it, the whole thing kind of rocked my world. I didn't see it coming. Uh, I, I obviously we're going to get into this. It was the smart move for the angels to do this. And I actually think Mike Trout could have made more money. Um, but I was surprised that it happened. I hadn't heard any rumblings. Obviously, you know, they're always going to try to keep trying to, uh, re-sign him for long term, but I did not know that they were actually in the process. So when I woke up and saw the little notification, uh, I was surprised. I was surprised, but maybe we shouldn't have been. I think that Bryce Harper comment was enough of a, a spur in in the behind of the Angels brass to go, let's get this done now before this becomes more of a question. Yeah. Because he still had two years left in his deal, which they ripped up, by the way. He's starting his new gigantic contract right now. Of course they are. Um, and he they basically went, okay, it's time to get this done because we want to keep Mike Trout here forever or at least see if he'll accept it, right? Let's offer him a mammoth contract. Let's see if he can accept it. And knowing Mike Trout, of course he did. He's so low-key. He, he He's comfortable in Anaheim. He probably faces very little pressure there. And to me, it, it's it's a win-win for both of them. It's, it is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. But I think for a player like Mike Trout, you give him whatever Mike Trout wants, right? Yeah. So, And I, I do think you're right. If he went to free agency, he could have made more, even if he stayed at the Angels, because the bidding war would have been picked up. It would have been 10 years, 500 mil. It Without would have been a like doubt. 15 years, 500 or something like that. Six, $750 million. <laughs> no. <laughs> now playing. Uh, I think 
I, I'm with you. It, it was it was smart of Anaheim to just jump on this after the Bryce Harper comments. And you don't want him thinking for two years. Do I want to stay? Do I want to play in Philly with Bryce, where I near where I grew up? Do I want to play with the Yankees? Do I want to play with the Cubs? Do I want to play with the Red Sox? Right. Do I want to play with the Dodgers? Do I want to just go across town? No, don't give him a chance to think about that. Although knowing Mike Trout, probably wouldn't have chose any of those teams. But just say, hey, look, we care. I guess the only thing was, and and maybe this is a fault on mine because I mean I'm with you. Like Trout's a stand-up guy. I mean, might be one of the most stand-up professional athletes we've seen in a very long time, if not ever, sort of thing. So I guess maybe I underestimated him. When I heard those Bryce Harper comments, I'm thinking to myself, of course, why wouldn't you? The man goes to Flyers games and Eagles games. And, you know, he's a Jersey kid, but he grew up. He grew up in South Jersey, which is Philadelphia. Which is Philadelphia, basically. So I guess that's what kind of threw me off. But then I did some, I was listening to uh, some Buster Only and Tim Kirchin stuff and reading some things about Mike Trout. And I did not realize how invested he really is in the youth movement and the minor league players within the Anaheim system. Apparently, he will look at box scores of their minor league affiliates and see, oh, this Mike Lynch guy went three for four with a dinger and three oh, yeah, RBIs and a stolen base, and he made a diving catch in center field. And it'll be the show. Hey, can I can, can I get his phone number? And you give him a call. Shoot him he a text. really hot. And say, hey, man, nice job tonight. What were you thinking? What looked good? You know, was the curveball hanging for you? Or, you know, talk to me. So that made me go, oh, wow, if that's the reality, then of course he was staying there. But I think you bring up a good point in the terms of don't let him think about it. Because the second you get that doubt in your mind, yeah, not it doesn't mean you're gone, but it, it just means that the other options are now all of a sudden that much sexier. And I do remember seeing that we've been laughing at the Angels for years about their farm system and how bad it is. The, the new GM there, I don't know his name, has actually done a decent job of rebuilding it over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And... There's a chance if those guys hit, which of course is not always the case. Look at the Padres. They've had a lot of great guys and they haven't really hit on many of them until recently that they can build a young team around him and all of a sudden his impact will be that much better. And that's the thing with baseball. When people always bring this up with these contracts is in baseball, one guy can't by himself get a team to the playoffs. Right. The Angels are the epitome of that the epitome the best example of it because mike trout is the best player in baseball it's not even close not even close and the angels kind of suck and yeah. they're like they're an average 500 team if they can build a young team around him and do what the astros did mm-hmm. or what the cubs did and put mike trout at the centerpiece and then get a really good third baseman and a really good first baseman and a good right fielder and a catcher and maybe two great aces or maybe you get some signings in there and all of a sudden they're a powerhouse yeah. because the different one player cannot make a team great, but when a team is really good, one player takes that team to the next step. 100%. Right. Look at what Mookie Betts does for the Red Sox. Oof. Red Sox are really good, but Mookie Betts is changes it. top three player in baseball right now, and AKA he's number two or three, depending on where you want to put him. And he makes them from one of the best teams in baseball to the World Series champions because he's that good. Yeah, and I think you know Pujols is going to come off the books. I think this is his last year. Is it the? I think it's. I think this year is his last year. God, I hope so. But also at the same time, he's been in Anaheim for ten years. Yeah. Am I that old? <laughs> um, uh, or or they just wave him or or something like that. But so you've got a really solid six years to build a contender. 
with this trout deal, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think you got a little bit more than that. But I mean, but I mean, be playing conservative, right? You got a good six-year solid window, and I think what we've learned from the past, whether it was C.J. Wilson, Josh Hamilton, Albert Pujols, and now Mike Trout. Artie Moreno. I forgot about C.J. Wilson. Yeah, right. That was a bad deal. All three of those were bad deals. Yeah. Um, Artie Moreno is not afraid to spend money. So you have Trout locked up. If what you're saying is correct and the GM is doing a, a better job of, of building that farm system, you get some young players in, and then all of a sudden the Angels are now signing like the Dallas Keuchel of in two years, whoever it might be, going after a James Paxton or somebody like that. Or to, it's like this year they're not signing Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know what I mean. Then then so it's like you have this foundation and they're not afraid to spend money. So that tells you if any of these young guys move up, all you got to do is now now you're playing what what Cashman's doing in New York, where we've got all these young guys coming through and now we can spend a little money. The right. Phillies are kind of doing. Or this we can too. trade some. We can kind of mm-hmm. pick and choose. Yep. Yeah, I, the Phillies are doing it 100. Yeah. percent I can let go of Justice Sheffield and you're like, no no no, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh right, you're loaded. Yeah, go get James Paxton. Right. Yeah, that works. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, all right. I'm in on that. And maybe the Angels can get to that point. And if they do, they'd be a powerhouse. And let's not forget, like, the Astros ain't going anywhere. The the thing for me is, very simply, I want to see Mike Trout in the postseason yep. more often. Yep. Even if it is at the expense of my team at times. Uh, obviously, if it's the Yankees, I want them to win the series. But if Mike Trout owns them in the playoffs, which I'm sure he would, then... I think it's just good for baseball and it's good for fans. And I think it'd be fun. He's been in three playoff games in his career. They got swept by the Royals. He didn't play very well. Uh, the Royals, that was the year they had one of the best staffs in baseball in bullpen. And that was it. I want to see him make the playoffs. I think he's got one hit in the playoff. I think I saw something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a shame that we haven't had a chance to do that, but I would like to see that at some point. Obviously, we would have seen that if he went to a bigger team or a maybe not bigger, but a a more in the playoff picture frequent team right. than the Angels, but it makes me root for him more. It's like an underdog story, a weird underdog story for the best player in baseball. You can do it, Mike Trout. I believe in you, Mike. Make the playoffs. Don't just make the Hall of Fame. Be the greatest of all time. Yeah. I think you can do it. I do. Uh, real quick, I don't want to like open this too much, but I think it's warranting, it warrants discussion. Uh, what does this do? This because So you remember, I have been repeatedly on this show saying I would not pay Manny Machado 10 years, 300 mil. I would not pay Bryce Harper 12 year, 330. Although with the no trade clause or with the uh, no opt out, I kind of like that deal a little more and more these days, but uh, those guys are not worth my money. This trout 12 year, 430 is worth it. But the real question is, you know, who's really pumped about this Mike Trout deal? Mookie Betts, George yep. Springer, yep. Uh, Carlos Correa, that Alex Bregman news that broke Yesterday, I think it was, that was the most surprising of anything. So I was like, Alex, what are you doing? You just saw how much money Trout got. Yeah, but it's different when you're it's different when you're only in your, what is it now, his third year in the league? Right. He doesn't want to deal with arbitration and stuff like right. that. This got rid of his arbitration years. But but at the same time, I'm just and like he went from making five hundred K a season to well like thirty. Well, less than that, but twenty seven, yeah. something yeah. like that. A rod yeah. money. Uh so I'm interested in what does that do for a Springer, a Correa, a Mookie Betts? Um, it gives you a blueprint. Yep. And I saw a tweet on this about Mookie Betts. It was a Red Sox fan. He goes, okay, Boston, you know what you got to do. Yeah. And they said, 
right now, go to the table, give him 10 years, 375 mil or whatever, because it's not comparable to Mike Trout, but close. Right. See if he signs it. Win-win. Move on. Right. Lock it up. We're done. So I'm really interested in watching that, although once I started thinking about that, uh, I instantly became depressed because my Cleveland Indians are not spending $350 million on Frankie Lindor. Mm. Well, maybe they will. If Mookie Betts is worth 10 years, 375, and Trout's 12, 430, what is Frankie Lindor worth? 10 years, 350? Sure. Yeah, my little team ain't going to pay that. Well, maybe they will. You never know. Yeah, because we have a history of that. Well, you haven't had a Frankie Lindor. We had a Manny Ramirez. Okay. We had a, hey, hey, easy there. You are correct. We had a Jim Tomey. Yeah. First battle Hall of Famer. That you did. 600 home runs. Stayed there for a while, too. I hate you. Making me all sad again. Wow. <laughs> that was harsh. <laughs> I know. I don't really hate you. All right. Well, when we come back, the Major League season did start last night at 2.30 in the morning. Did you stay up for it? Did you catch any of it? Were you excited or are we all still waiting until Thursday? Better you today, text line 55305. We'll get to that next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Coming in on the Better You Today text line 55305. I like this one. I got to reach out to it. Will uh, Will Mike Trout's stats fall off now that Felix is hanging it up? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I don't know if Felix is actually hanging it up at the end of the year, but he's pretty much done. I mean, he should. If you're the, you should hang it up last year. If you're the fifth starter on that garbage rotation, brah, what, ha- what, what, what happened? You got old. I know, man. I feel like winning. What is occurring? I feel like that's some stubbornness. You know, I'm just gonna throw it hard. It's like, bro, you can't throw it hard anymore. Well, he tried to stop. Throw changeups. Nah. Well, he tried. Give him the heater. Last year, he threw so many off-speed pitches. He just doesn't locate them very well. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Speaking of the Mariners, the Mariners in Oakland kicked off the regular season in Japan last this morning. Last night? I call it last night. There's a good chance I'm up at 2.30 sometimes. Yeah. Technically, it was this morning, but I'm going to say last night. Yeah, last night. Uh, Mariners win, what would you say, 9-6? 9-7. 9 over the Oakland Athletics. Um, Lou Trevino uh, had uh, three strikeouts in an innings pitched from a fantasy. Yeah, oh, I, I don't think it counts. I think it does count, but the standings are all screwed up. Right. You're talking about the league we're in? Yeah, yeah. Like all the, it was like quadruple counting stats from players in spring training. I was like, something's wrong. Oh, yeah. No, I don't no. know what's happening. Welcome to Yahoo. <laughs> uh, but uh, Marco Gonzalez pitches, and he acknowledged that he was super scared. He had opening day jitters, mm. which is funny because you are in Japan. You're not in the Coliseum. But You're he's, not at but Safeco. He, but he's opening day starter and T-Mobile Park. Opening day starter. I am never going to call it T-Mobile. Yeah, you will I drove by it the other day, and it's surrounded by pink lights. Yeah. I'm done. You're going to call it T-Mobile Park eventually. Mm, maybe. He. I think it's also the first time he's named opening day starter. That's pretty cool and scary at the same time, right? Yeah, I guess. He also wasn't very good. No, he wasn't very good. He's not very yeah, good. Keeping <laughs> with the trend of last year. He's just not that good. Yeah, it's not that he wasn't very good last night. It's that he's just not very good, period. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but there's a grand slam in the game, and Stephen Piscotty gets the, you know, the dubious award for first home run hit of the year. 
And Chris Davis homered. Chris Davis homered, and Hunter Strickland came in. Tim Beckham went three for three and hit a homer when he had a nice epic bat flip on it. And now he'll go 0 for 19. And uh, yeah, baby, baseball's here, I guess. Is is this not the most like unceremoniously unceremonious way to start a season? I mean, sure, but I, I still enjoy it for the the extra effect of your you're spreading the game elsewhere. Or, I mean, we know Japan loves the game, but you're yeah, yeah, of course you're sharing it with them, and it's cool. Um, the Ichiro thing was really interesting. They played him for four or five innings. Yeah, took him out. The every fan in that stadium was holding on to every last breath of theirs to watch Ichiro do anything. It was kind of cool to see just how much they revere him. Yeah, but what I took away from the game was. The Mariners hitters might be a little better than we thought. <laughs> You're going there already? Well, I mean, 162 and 0? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just, I remember looking at the team and going, this team's going to suck. And then I watched the game <laughs> and was I like, like You're just like, oh, this team's going to suck. And I was like, oh, yeah. Jay Bruce is there and Encarnacion can hit home runs. And I liked Santana before he got benched for Lorenzo Kane. And, you know, so I, I looked at it and was like, oh, you know, all right, maybe they won't be that bad. Maybe they won't be 53-win team. You think the Parrot's going to fly many times this year? Sure. He can still hit home runs. There was a crazy stat during the game. I think it was since 2015, he's the guy who's hit the most home runs in those four years Mm. in Major League Baseball. Must have done them all in Toronto. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that is true. (laughs) He was followed by Nelly Cruz and then Giancarlo Stanton. So he's on top of that list. He He can let the Parrot fly all he wants probably. Uh, I'm with you. I think the Ichiro thing is really cool. It almost makes me wonder, like, why not play two more years in Japan? Because he sucks. Well, but, I mean, if, like, people are going to go out and see him like that. Yeah, but, dude, he's going to hit, like, 040. 040? In spring training, he hit 083. Oof. Yeah. That's, like, dudes that are asking to get lit. Yeah. He's not good anymore. He can still field and throw. Yeah. But he can't. That throw from right field to third, you saw that the other day? Yeah. That was nice. He can't hit. Um, and I did a cool thing with the game. I DVR'd it because I'm not getting up at 2.30 because it's not my team. Right. And I watched it at 7.30 in the morning when I woke up, and I tried to avoid spoilers, and I got to enjoy the game live, which was really cool. Uh, I, ha- I do not have DVR capabilities. Uh, I don't know. I don't have to be at work until, like, 3 tomorrow. Maybe I'll stay up. You could. But you know what's going to happen? This is what happens to me when I get up at, like, 6 in the morning to watch a football game. I, like... I'm going to watch two innings and just be done. Just completely passed out. Yeah, but then, but then when you wake up two hours later, it's going to be on. I'll be like, oh, you'll sit up and you'll watch another two hours. Oh, yeah, I'm going to totally have terrible sleep tonight to watch Mariners A's. <laughs> I don't know. I, I Who's the starter tonight for the A's? It's Marco Estrada. They have Marco Estrada. Yeah, I didn't know that. What's up, dude? <laughs> that makes me wonder if I should have picked him up in our fantasy league. No, you shouldn't have. Why not? I, I took a flyer on Sonny Gray. I saw that. Yeah, I knew, I knew you, you were going to see that. You silly Billy. Well, hey, hey, hey. No pressure now, baby. <laughs> Y'all see how Puig's going to come running at him with a bat. <laughs> Pitch better! <laughs> Throw more sliders! Uh, um, okay, Marco Estrada versus... Um, Kikuchi. Gucci. <laughs> yeah, sure. The most uncomfortable name to say on the radio, Kikuchi. Kikuchi. <laughs> Kikuchi. I heard a quote from him today. It's a dream of my lifetime. To get my first career start in Japan. Is it? Didn't like, you already start? I was in like, Japan? didn't you pinch in Japan yeah, last you year? Just, you just did pinch there. I'm confused. Don't you want to go to the MLB and pitch 
at a home game? Isn't that kind of what you want to do? I would think so. Yeah, but I get it. I get um, it. Who you got tonight? <laughs> Dude, you made me think about that for half a second. <laughs> and I went, I don't know if you've heard this, and I'll share it quickly because I don't want to spend a segment on it, but uh, have you heard Rop's betting, baseball betting experiment that he's doing? <laughs> no, that sounds awful. So he met a guy in Vegas, and they were talking and looking up How his articles. All great stories start. And it turns out that most years in baseball, at worst, 40% of underdogs in Vegas win outright in okay. baseball. 40%. 40%. Wow, that's a huge number. And what the strategy is, and you have to do it the entire way, is every single day you bet every single underdog in baseball. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have to be a large amount. Right. And because they're all underdogs, you're winning more money than you're betting. So if it's 40%, you'll come out positive at the end of the year. There's a couple stipulations to that. He said you can't bet – if the if the team the underdog is facing has one of the top twenty five pitchers in baseball going, don't touch that game. Right. If the team that you're betting is on a three game or more losing streak, don't touch it. If the team that you're betting is against a team with a three game or more winning streak, don't touch it. Everything else, you're you're clear and ready to go. Bet every underdog every single day. So we started last night. Mariners were the underdog. First win. Okay. So my thought was Mariners are the underdog tonight. So guess. So gonna pick the Mariners. Picking the Mariners. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take a Matt Chapman three run bomb. Mm. I really like him. Yeah. I'm excited. Fielder. I'm excited to talk to Big John next week and see what he thinks about the A's this year. I'm sure he's gonna hate them forever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if they win both these games, he's gonna be like, God, the A's suck. I, I kind of Mariners wanna, own them. I kind of just want to stay up late tonight to watch the Mariner game, just because I don't know anybody on their team. Mm. I mean, I do, but be you know a good way I mean. to learn. You know what I mean. I also texted John watching it on delay because I knew he watched it live. And I was like, hey, I just saw the Santana Grand Slam. And he were like texting back and forth during the game, <laughs> even though he had already seen it. Oh, my God. That man stayed up. Oh, well, yeah. Well, he woke up for it. Oh, he set an alarm. Okay. I was like, doesn't he get up early? Anyway, when we come back, we're going to do a fantasy grind coming back. Top of the 8 o'clock hour, we'll dive into the National League East. Also at 8.15, we have fair or foul. And at 8.30, I want to kind of do a little uh, talking about some minor league system kind of overhaul that could be coming down the pipeline and and so we'll get to that then but first we'll do fantasy next this is the hot corner on 1080 the fan fantasy baseball is easy if you know what you're doing who's winning what is occurring which player should be in your lineup card i have today's forecast for you and who should be sitting next to you in the dugout we're going back to work on fundamentals fundamentals in the middle of the season. This is the Fantasy Grind, part of the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Uh, welcome in. This is Fantasy Grind. We'll do this every single week at 745. You guys got any questions, any help you need, um, especially near the beginning of the season, trying to tool your lineup together, you can hit us up on the Better You Today text line 55305, or you can hit us up on social medias. You got Mike at MikeLynch27 on Twitter. You can find me at pdiddy 85 on Instagram, and I know Instagram's a little weird to DM about fantasy baseball, but that's where I do my stuff. Uh, Mike's the guru here, and I'm just the... Uh, the dude trying to figure it out. Well, the guru. I did win a league last year. Yeah, the guru didn't win a league last year, and you did. So maybe you're the guru. <clears throat> well, that's because uh, we have this thing in one of the leagues I do that it basically anytime, basically the last four out of the last five winners of the league 
had the number one pick and got Mike Trout. <laughs> I had the number one pick two years in a row. And the first year I got it, I took Mike Trout and he missed like 40 games and I lost. Oh. And then last year I got him again and everybody was like, what the hell, man? And I was like, well, I didn't win last year. And lo and behold, I There won. he is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, but Mike, you and I did our uh, fantasy keeper draft the other day. We did. How'd you I feel? I felt a little better than last year. So for those who are unaware or new to the show, last year, Patrick invited me to join a very, 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 very competitive detailed keeper rotisserie league which is not something i've ever done in fantasy before and the draft happened and when i got done with it i realized how much of an idiot i had been because i drafted guys like rich hill and justin smoke and other old players who actually didn't have bad seasons but mm -hmm. a lot of what this league is is balancing good seasons with building for the future because eventually you're not going to have the same keepers anymore right and I feel like I did a better job this year. I went, I went a little younger. I added some guys who could be keeper potential. Uh, I, I took a couple of risks, which I don't know if they're necessarily bad risks, but they're, they're risks uh, that are guys who did not pan out last year, who didn't get kept, who I think could be keeper potential. And I made sure to look for players who are in the minors who were good to draft at the very end of the draft, which I did with one player. So I feel a little bit better about it. I still think I mismanaged a little bit of which positions I took where in the draft, but generally I feel pretty good. For me, there was really only one player, one hitter that I really felt in this draft that could change the future of my team, and that was Reese Hoskins. Yeah. And I had the third pick in the draft, and I was just praying to sweet baby Jesus that the two people ahead of me would take Justin Verlander and Trevor Bauer. And number one pick took Reese Hoskins. I was like, dang it. So number two pick took Justin Verlander. Yeah, I know, because he was probably like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll take Verlander. So I guess the approach I had this year, because I didn't see anybody really worthwhile. I mean, I took Michael Conforto. I don't love the pick. And for people who are confused, we are required to keep six players. So we start in the that. seventh round, which is why Reese Hoskins was the first player taken. Yeah. Um, I got Michael Conforto. Potential. AJ Pollock, potential. Mm -hmm. I mean, I even got JBJ late. If he has a bounce back year, potential. Uh, but does nothing feels really great. So what I did is I just loaded up on starting pitching that if my season does not go well this year, I will just start trading them. I have Jacob DeGrom, Patrick Corbin, Fulty from the Braves, Cole Hamels, Jamison Tyon, Trevor Williams. Yeah, that's a good it's a good I, rotation. I feel I mean and I got some other during the draft I was, I was poking around at what teams were doing and you, your pitching staff was done. And I had like three starters and two relievers and I went, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. So so I think, you know, near the end of the year, you know, it's like, you know, who wants a push for Cole Hamels? You know, who wants to take Patrick Corbin? Because I might not keep Patrick Corbin. Right. Depending on how his season goes. But Trevor Williams, Jameson Tyon, those are dudes I might keep. And if I can trade them for a hitter. That might help because if you look at my hitters, I've really only got two guys that are potential future, and that's Jose Abreu and Carlos Correa. Like Anthony Rendon, how many more years do I have of Rendon? Yeah. Not much. Well, and that's kind of what I learned very quickly is I had keepers that I already stopped keeping this year. I had mm -hmm. kept Robinson Cano. I didn't keep Robinson I'd kept Nelly Cruz for two years, and right. I didn't keep him this year. And he was staring at me on the board, and I was but like, because oh. of our re league rules, I was forced to keep six. And although I don't know if it's a bad keeper, I, I kept Lorenzo Cain, yeah. who, who generally is not a keeper-worthy player, but because I had to keep six, I kept him. 
Um, I did. So the the flyer I was talking about is I drafted Yohan Moncada to be my starting second baseman. I saw that. I he's the he was the number one prospect in baseball for a reason. One bad year of a lot of K's didn't scare me off enough to where I don't know if he's going to be able to improve. On a really bad White Sox team. So it's not like there's a lot of guys on base in front of him. Might be swinging for the fences, you know, to just try to do something. And they seem to be getting better now, although they didn't get Machado, but they seem a little better. So I, I, I took a flyer on that, but I also uh, brought in Willie Adamas, the young guy on the Rays, mm-hmm. who could play. I think he's going to have a good year, and I could swap that out if I need to. I, got, I drafted Andujar for the Yankees because I know he's young and good. Um, and that could be a keeper potential in the future. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I I drafted Shane Bieber, your your boy on the Indians, who everyone seems to be really high on. I took a chance. Every, everyone but Cleveland Indian fans. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, I took a chance on Luke Weaver again one final time. I think that was a smart pick. And I read, and this is for those of you who haven't drafted yet, there was uh, an article I read that used five or six models for predicting the stats of the player season. You know, they have like zips and all these other things that predict the stats for the season. Mm-hmm. Really, not super accurate, but tend to be really, really legit. All of them, plus one that was right on the last three years, big breakout star, said Jula Chassin is going to have a great year for the Brewers. Oh, really? He was one of my last picks because no one was touching him because mm-hmm. he has a bad strikeout ratio. Right. And I'm like, all right, let's see what the analytics say about this. Let's see if he goes 18 and five and... Does great. I mean, the Brewers are a winning team, so. Yeah, the Flyers I took on, the guys that I took Flyers on um, are definitely retreads, but they're guys that were super highly touted that I just have to believe this might be the only year whether they do something or not. And my three guys were Jackie Bradley Jr. I don't think he can hit as poorly as he did last year. Well, remember, he learned from J.D., a hole in his swing, and he actually played great at the end of the year. Yeah, so I took a flyer on that. Uh, Randall Grichuk, he was that is a high, yeah. highly touted in St. Louis, and he played like one full season there, a year and a half total, and they were like, bye. And they tend to know what they're doing, but I looked at his numbers. He had 28 bombs last year, something like that, and my team's always struggling home runs. So I took a little bit of a flyer on him. Uh, just just to kind of see. And then the really, really deep flyer, just because he went through a ton of stuff and he might be able to turn around, was Miguel Sano. I mean, let's remember, this kid was really, really good yeah, He's in not Minnesota. starting the season on the team, right? I don't think so. I think he's going to start in the minors. Yeah. So, But I'm going to hold on to him because if he figures his S out, he we've seen flashes from him to be a superstar. And that Minnesota team made a lot of moves to get better this year, whether it's uh, Marwin Gonzalez or Nelly Cruz. And if he can be, if he can be an attribute to that team, then the Minnesota Twins might be someone to reckon with. So that it's it's a big stretch flyer, but I thought it was high risk, high reward. Uh, one guy, well, two guys. One guy that I drafted that I I honestly didn't expect myself to draft, but it got to that point, and I needed another starter. People seem to be predicting this guy is going to have a breakout year because of the way he finished last year. Joe Musgrove, the starter for Ooh, the Pirates. Yeah, okay. I've been reading a little bit about when I was when I was coming up to the pick, I was looking and I was like, I don't know who to take. And I was just clicking on the info and people apparently are high on Musgrove. The other one, and if you're in a Yahoo league, these are the positions he's eligible at. And I didn't draft him, by the way. I got him on waivers on the first day. First, second, third, short, left, right. Nico Goodrum on the Tigers. Okay. He lost his job because um, 
Uh, they signed Josh Harrison. He oh, lost right, his starting right. job. But this spring, at least this was a, a five days ago, he's hitting 371 and 35 at-bats. And what I've been reading is that because he plays all those positions, if he hits, they'll they'll find a spot for him. Well, yeah, because the Tigers don't have anybody. Right. So that's a guy that if you're looking for someone on the bench who's going to fill literally every position, that's a great guy because he fills basically every position but center field <laughs> and catcher. Uh, great call. Uh, I think it's interesting that you took a flyer on Musgrove. Um, I have Jameson Tyen and Trevor Williams. Mm-hmm. There's three-fifths of their rotation, and they have Chris Archer. Yeah. Could the Pirates sneakily have one of the best rotations? Maybe. I mean, Archer. Archer was, was bad. Archer is bad. Has been. But Tyen looks good. Musgrove and Williams have potential forever. I don't know. Could be cool. Anyway, we do Fantasy Grind every single week now at 745 now that the season is caught up. We might not do it next week with John. I don't know. If, I don't remember if John's a fantasy player or not, so we might skip it next week. But we'll be here all season for you guys if you have any questions. So you can just hit us up either before the show or during the show on the Better You Today text line 55305. When we come back, second hour, we'll start off by previewing the National League East. And I'll tell you why it's the most interesting division in all of baseball. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.